Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode four of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James H. Williams. I'm a reporter and an editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. I'm happy to be joined by my co-host once again, former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Just enjoying my time up here in Canada. <laughs> good. In- how is the weather in Canada, actually? It has gotten better. It's not, it's not too cold. Okay. I mean, they say we're in a desert out here, but it, it's been cloudy and, ra- like, you know, light rain, mm-hmm. and sun around the 60s. 50s and 60s up here well i would take that right now i just turned on my ac and it's the evening time when we're recording this and it's that ie heat out here in the inland empire starting to kick in it's it's like 75 degrees but all that heat from during the day was 90 as high as 91 today so all that heat is in the house and it's like i'm i'm kind of going through it but before we really get started i just want to send thoughts and prayers and condolences out uh, to the people and the families that were impacted and affected by the shootings that took place earlier today um, at that elementary school. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of those kind of happening, the, these, these shootings and situations that are happening. And um, as you know, ho- hopefully one day, there's a lot of talk on how, on how we should be stopping it or coming, getting laws passed to stop it. You know, hopefully one day the world can uh, kind of come together on stuff like that. But until then, just make sure, you know, you tell your loved ones, every day that you love them. Um, but with that being said, we're going to jump right into some football here. Um, <laughs> Josh, earlier this week or over the weekend, whenever it was, it I don't know, it, Nick Saban talks and it just takes over the headlines. So we'll start right there. Um, I'm sure we'll find a way to maybe tie uh, UCLA into it. I'm sure we could actually hear in a little bit. But um, Nick Saban had some comments um, where he wasn't very fond of, of – um, some of the, I guess, movement that's happened that didn't work in his favor, which is kind of rare, right? Because usually everything works in Alabama's favor. Uh, but Nick Saban had some comments regarding um, NIL and, and how certain programs, more, uh, more specifically, he mentioned Jackson State, which is coached by Deion Sanders, and Florida State, which is coached by uh, Jimbo Fisher, and pointed those two teams out. Um, right, Texas, Texas A&M. Not, no, Texas A&M. That's right. Jimbo was at Florida State. Now at Texas, at Texas A&M. Um, excuse me for that. But yeah, he, he had some comments about NIL and maybe the impact that is having on maybe players fall, um, maybe not deciding on an Alabama as easy as they would and now going to some of these other programs. Um, when you heard some of Saban's comments, what were your kind of thoughts on that whole situation? It's crazy to me that he can think that way now <laughs> when – He's gotten top recruits and top mm-hmm. classes of recruits for the past, what, two decades? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make much sense to me how he's getting, he was getting these top kids to commit to going to Alabama. Yeah. Of all then, places, Alabama. Yeah, Tuscal- like, like kids from <laughs> California, kids mm-hmm. from, you know, all these other places where, you know, you can go to a place like UCLA where you be in beautiful LA, a beautiful mm-hmm. campus, all this, and you're passing all that up to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Come on now. We, we, we on this side have heard the rumors <laughs> for, for years of what's really going on now over there. And now that kids are able to get these NIL deals at any school, mm-hmm. it kind of even that out the playing field of now yep. guys won't have to go the sec route to get paid, you know, and we can legally get paid on out here and, and make things work. So it's just, it's crazy that how he felt <laughs> that way. And it's like, I don't know. It's like he, he's finally getting a taste of his own medicine of what, of what other coaches have probably felt about him this whole time as far mm-hmm. as saying, oh, you're buying your recruits, you're buying these kids, you're buying these classes. And now other schools, especially in you know places like Texas, schools like in California or New York or Florida where, you know, the market might be a little bit bigger now have an even chance of getting these top kids. And then for him to go at Deion Sanders, who, I mean, they have commercials together. They're friends. They, they have. <laughs> yes. That was the first thing I thought of. Things. I was like, didn't it's you guys like, just do a commercial together? Yeah. If this is your friend, you you know, mm-hmm. a boy like that, then yeah, I mean, you don't right. do that type of thing. So 
And it's like, why are you attacking, a, you know, a top kid for wanting to go to HBCU when yes. we all know that HBCUs are underfunded, you know, and, and underrepresented and should be a much bigger thing in college sports and athletics in general. So I don't understand why you would um, kind of rain on that parade more or less. Right. Yeah. Like, when it's something that it's, it's like a beautiful thing to start mm-hmm. seeing these these top kids start um, looking at the interests of these HBCUs committing and going to these HBCUs. And, and you could say what you want about it. Right. You can say, you know, and and for all we know, until there's any sort of proof, it's all kind of rumors on maybe how Alabama is getting some of the guys that they're getting. Um, but after a while, you, you know, you, you start winning and you say, well, when you win, people come. Right. But yeah, I, I think you kind of brought up a good point in a point that you mentioned and a reason why I had that kind of slip up when I mentioned Florida State earlier, because um, I remember I think it was like signing day. And, you know, I think it was very heavy that the number one recruit was supposed to go to Florida State. And that was Travis Hunter, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, he was expected to go to florida state whether or not he was committed to florida state at the time um so other than jimbo coaching there at one point that was the other reason why florida state was already on my mind was because of the travis hunter situation but he he flips over to jackson state to play for Deion sanders Deion sanders is probably one of if not the most notable alumni from florida state so again there's another florida state tie-in but um florida state has their own reason to be upset and i can see if maybe some of these comments came out of the florida state camp more so than from nick saban but um yeah you know some things uh maybe because of the nil now are starting to work maybe against nick saban in alabama a little bit um you know and yeah like that was always the crazy thing with alabama right is you have a guy you probably have guys on that roster who probably aren't ever going to play or can't don't play right away but because they decide to go to Alabama or or if they didn't go to Alabama, let's say they did go anywhere. Let's say they went to Tennessee, even if they stayed in the same conference, but went to Tennessee, for example, they'd probably be like a legend over there. Right. But Mm -hmm. they want to go to Alabama and win a championship. And there's nothing wrong with that. And at at the end of the day, that's what it is for a lot of people is you want to win. But sometimes you're just, you could be in the top 25 recruits in the country, but still may not play till your junior year of college, just because of how deep that roster is. And I don't know what a a thin Alabama roster looks like. I mean, maybe you have to start recruiting some three stars. I don't know, but it's just kind of crazy. Some of the comments that he had, and we won't dive too deep into that, like some of the actual comments and and go line by line by what he said, because it's been a few days. A lot of that's been out there, Um, you know, but some people, uh, just go, circling with some of this back uh, to the Pac-12, and we'll we'll we could touch on USC here in a moment. But for UCLA, um, I've always been a little surprised. I mean, it's still early for this whole NIL stuff, but the UCLA recently came out with a program that's kind of the university helping athletes with guidance and, and whatnot for NIL stuff when it, when, you know, when it comes to working on deals and learning about that whole process. So good on UCLA for that, but there's still some, you know, that, that was like after the first season of NIL stuff happened and, you know, Dorian, I think I had even seen somewhere Dorian was ranked Dorian Thompson Robinson, the starting quarterback for UCLA uh, was like ranked as like a top 25 guy with NIL offers and stuff. And I'm like, there's I there's very few deals or endorsements that I can name that DTR has and and there's nothing wrong with that if he want doesn't if they don't have to be announced publicly or whatever the case is I mean then that's one thing but it's just I don't know like I just can't name any and I followed them all last season I just don't know of any obviously I know all the ones that Chase Griffin has and I know what Chase Griffin is doing um, you know living up to that to some of that standard we had and, and talked about for him in the last episode right it's just um everything i think every dollar of his nil stuff and this is nothing against dorian obviously but all of chase's stuff um is like going into charities and like nonprofits and different things so so kudos to chase for that but yeah you you i just keep going back to a Jaden daniels who went to cajon high in san bernardino went to asu um and was a starting quarterback there and he had new he had a new car and he had new i think he had a sandwich named after him and different i don't know it's just weird how it is. And, and you would think because we're in LA uh, that UCLA's athletes would be, 
out there a little bit more than I thought, maybe right out of the jump. Now, maybe over time and as things develop, that can happen. Obviously, um, when now you have NIL deals and you have programs in the SEC that can win, which still kind of keeps things working in their favor, but I think maybe that'll eventually help lean things towards UCLA in some regard. There's been some people, we won't name names, because I, I don't know if it's true. There's been some UCLA players or guys who played for UCLA last year who have transferred out. And supposedly there's been some NIL ties there. I don't know that to be true or whatnot, but I'm just mentioning it, mentioning it, mentioning that out loud, I guess. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting. And so again, UCLA is not, um, you know, they're, they, they can be on either side of the NIL thing too. Um, for what it's worth, Dylan Gabriel was a highly touted quarterback that was in the transfer portal when it looked like Dorian may test the NFL waters. Uh, Dylan Gabriel kind of committed to UCLA for a hot minute. Um, not that I was aware of any NIL deals, but he definitely had his own merch line, much like Dorian does and different things. And wouldn't have been surprised if you get a highly touted quarterback coming in through the transfer portal and he would have had some, some endorsement deals and some NIL stuff maybe come his way. Obviously he flips on over to Oklahoma and we'll leave that there because that's where Dylan Gabriel is. And anyways, Dorian's back and yeah, so it, it, it's still kind of new and there's still a lot of unknown for UCLA in the NIL deal, but I'm just kind of curious and we'll still get to some of the U USC stuff here in a minute, but I'm curious on your thoughts as someone who was at UCLA in that LA market, which is a top like one, two, three market. Um, do you kind of wish the NIL deal was there? What And what were some uh, some dream endorsements you think you would have liked to, to kind of take a take a run at while you were in college? Of course, I wish we had the NIL deals, man. There's a there's a lot of a lot of nights struggling to, to get you know, yeah. get food, go do stuff. You have to look at have to look at your mm -hmm. account like how much can I you know do this and that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we would have tried to get everything we can, all the food. When the the one of the most jealous I've ever felt about an NIL deal is Tiger Campbell's sandwich at Fat. Yes. Sandwich. Yeah. Have you, okay. Have you had it? Have you, you obviously no, heard about it, but have you I had ha it? I, I haven't had a chance to get it, but I've Would met you Fat Sal himself. Okay. They had followed me on Twitter. I was okay. saying like, if, if this was back then, <laughs> I might've had a Josh Woods, a fat, a fat Josh Woods at that, or a fat Woodsy sandwich at there Fat Sal's. Okay. Two questions off of that real quick. So one is, would you, do you think you could finish the tiger, what was the tiger sandwich? It was like mozzarella sticks, chicken strips. I don't know. What do you know what else was in it? There was like more things, things that shouldn't even be in a burger. hundred percent. Everybody that, everybody that knows me and knows me in Westwood mm -hmm. knows that I could take down a fat bro and okay. a buffalo chicken cheese fries with ease. So you would, you, you don't know if you'd finish it though. Like, cause I'm it's hundred percent finishing it. Okay. You would. Okay. 100%. Good. That's good to hear. That's the spirit. I see with the ice, eat with the lineman. <laughs> there you go. And I, I've seen some photos of like the lineman that they were out there at fat sales and I've always passed by fat sales, but I never stopped by there because it's always like, I'm always on like the wrong side of the street or it's too early in the morning for practice. Like I never really go in there. Um, but I need to go down there one day, actually. Um, if you had, the opportunity to work with fat sales on a sandwich of some sort, what would Josh Woods have in the sandwich and what would you call it? This, yeah. and we're, we're not sponsored in any way by fat. Sales, we, but hey, if we, fat should sales, we should be, it now's your chance to get your endorsement deal. I don't know. I, cause I already like, I already like, like the sandwiches. I like, like mm -hmm. I like me I like the fat brewing. Um, and I like the, the fat Buffalo. Okay. So maybe a, a mixture of both of those sandwiches in one. I, and that's the thing you kind of almost have to get, cause I feel like that's what tiger had to do, right? Like you have to be extreme creative. Like you have to have mozzarella sticks and like a chicken strip and like, you got to go out of the box with it. Right. But, and I, I don't know if it's ever been announced how much he gets off of each one. Yeah, of I don't know, but I think I've heard of somebody finishing it, but I don't know if you, if, if anyone out there has ever finished it or had it, please reach out to us let us know on twitter send us a photo because i've only seen it when it was like first being announced and of course it looks all nice and whatnot but i'm yeah, kind of curious it's not, i don't think it's not it, it's not as big as i don't mm -hmm. well if it's it's probably like a regular sandwich it's not as big as it looks on the the picture it looked pretty freaking big um but yeah so i always knew fat sales was a hot commodity is there any other um just quick any any other kind of deals or 
maybe a new I car. Took, <laughs> I would have took any and every deal from okay. cars to clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, supplements, water, like, I mean, you, you can take advantage of mm-hmm. this now and anything you like, just posting them or shot like, yeah, looking right. into it. I mean, you could, you could have the opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just awesome now that before it was like, if you posted anything, anything or shout out or tagged any type of brand, right. you know, compliance, compliance was knocking at your door telling you, Dang, really, you got to take that down, delete that post. Yeah. Ooh, so they really were on you guys about it then, huh? Like it's, we were, you couldn't get anything free ever. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. So, if, even so if like, there's an indication that it might yeah, be free. Yeah. If anything mm-hmm. even suggested that you got it free, it could be a violation and that could be your, that could be your, your year, or it could be a, you know, right. some kind of suspension or something. Imagine sort, so. all because you, you tagged Aquafina or, you know, whatever water you drink in, in a post, that'd be kind of crazy. Um, Real quick. We talked about Dorian and his NIL deals and, and different things like that. Again, there haven't been too many of them really announced. I know. He's, I mean, he just signed with Rock Nation. So I could, I've wait, definitely, what? he's, he's for, for managing him. I've definitely seen oh, I think I like, knew this. Wait, his endorsements boost up. They have a little bit, right? Okay, so the Rock Nation thing's not recent, right? Uh, it's been like posted, within the last couple months, I think. Yeah, he posted okay. some of that. Okay, I, I I don't know. I guess I missed it because I know his mom was kind of managing some of that stuff when NIL first kind of um, started up, and then I knew it's, he had. I mean, somebody, it's wild, but... wild west out here with the NIL. Like it, oh, it is. It's anything going in, and I think that's what I'm seeing. The uh, I think schools and NCAA mm-hmm. are like trying to get on top of it more because. And I think that's why UCLA started that program the way that they did because. You gotta, <laughs> you, you gotta, gotta compete. Yeah. And as I wanted to say is like, uh, I think honestly, with NIL and the transfer portal, mm-hmm. um, USC and UCLA are sitting on a gold mine. And yeah, go ahead. It, it's it what's it it sucks though. It might be easier for USC mm-hmm. because with it for for the transfer portal sake. Yeah. A, for a lot of the grad transfers because it's it's hard to um grad transfer into ucla i've had countless talented guys from other power five schools hit me up my whole entire time at ucla mm. about transferring in mm-hmm. and whenever i would mention them to the coaches they would they would the first thing they'd ask me is how are their grades and if you didn't have over a 3.0 like the chances of you transferring in were, were slim to right. none. Just off you the have jump. To get into yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like getting in transferring into UCLA is definitely harder, which that mm-hmm. would give the edge to the other guys. Yeah. But as far as like recruiting, we're in LA. I feel yeah. like and that should if, be enough. You would think that would be enough. <laughs> I think the opera, yeah. Like I feel like the opportunities are endless. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as you don't want to talk about a market. That's why I think UCLA is sitting on a gold mine, and there's no reason why UCLA and USC shouldn't be top 10 schools for the next decade because it's nil thing because we have so much access to you know mm-hmm. hollywood and, and all these big major companies i mean the- troy troy Aikman's names like on in the weight room or and then it's the washington center right saying, yeah. with, the, with the alumni and the connections mm-hmm. like usc or ucla and us well usc too but getting top kids and getting the top talent should be easy there should it should be a lot easier to get a kid to come mm-hmm. to ucla than it is for a kid to go to texas a&m or alabama yeah especially if be, you're already in california again like yeah a, we should be pump. winning we should like, be winning in town or in-state mm-hmm. talent and we should also be pulling from you know the texas and the floridas and the you know these other big um mm-hmm. football states getting kids if you if you want to, you know, the brand of UCLA, the connections and the market, there's no reason why UCLA shouldn't be getting the, these top kids. Now, I don't know if you've, I, I'm assuming you've heard of, of this already, but I'm going to, you know, just say it. And then I just kind of want to get your reaction to it. Bryce Young went to modern day. He's starting quarterback at Alabama. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, he's still late, like has it listed as his hometown is Pasadena, if I remember correctly. And I think he even said he was a UCLA fan growing up or went to UCLA games. Every time you see him, how would that not bother you if you're a UCLA fan? Like, does that bother you hearing that, that he was in past, that he lived in Pasadena, went to games, and I I would imagine had an offer from UCLA? I mean, the 
the next draft is going to be majority SoCal quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I don't know if the NIL, I mean, also too with quarterbacks, you, it kind of comes down to where the opening spot and where I can start right away. Cause even, even like Josh Rosen, like mm-hmm. if Brett Hundley stays another year, I don't think Josh Rosen comes to UCLA. Okay. That's fair. And then same thing. I don't know. Dorian might, if Dorian might not have chose to come mm-hmm. if Will Spate was already here or Josh Rosen stayed another year. So a lot of the times <clears throat> for quarterbacks, it's about how quick you can get on the field. That's why I feel like we should have gotten one of those. Yes. Kids. Bryce, Bryce. But at Young. the same time, I don't know if they would have came because Dorian was here. Yeah. Okay. That's, true. And, and that's where a lot of quarterbacks, not that they can't compete. I don't think they want to when they can go somewhere and, and like have it for themselves. That's true. But if you think of it, I'm not even going to try and say his last name, but I'm going to say DJ, the starting quarterback at Clemson, who played at Bosco. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. DJ Uyunga-Gale. There, I tried it. Um, DJ was at Bosco. Uh, Bryce Young was at Modern Day. And CJ Shroud was at Rancho Cucamonga. And CJ Shroud, you know, went into the Rose Bowl, won the Rose Bowl for Ohio State. Um, all three of those guys were in the same recruiting class. And UCLA couldn't get any one of them. And two of them, DJ sat behind Trevor Lawrence for a year and CJ sat behind Justin Fields for a year. Yes. Those are winning programs and whatnot. So I get it, but it's kind of like some of them didn't have a problem sitting, but then again, yeah, I guess but that's sitting for, that's sitting for one year. That's right. not, that's not in, in Dorian, a winning Dorian. situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And sitting behind mm-hmm. Dorian was, so this is going to be their third year, right? Of what? Of, of those guys. Yeah, this is because this, yeah, all, this is going to be, be like drafted. their third years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they're not going to, they wouldn't sit three years behind That's Dorian true. for That's their fair. shot, mm-hmm. especially with UCLA hasn't been in a college football playoffs or a Pac 12 championship mm-hmm. in the past, what, almost decade? It's been a good while. So it has been a good while. It's quarterback is, is a position where it's kind of hard to get a top kid if you already have, uh, you know, a solidified starter. Same reason why the Gabriel kid chose to mm-hmm. not come because right. it's hard to compete. And like the, the, um, the Inglewood kid, like he under, I think he understands Justin Martin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Justin Martin understands that like, he's not going to really get a shot this year because mm-hmm. this is Dorian's fifth year. This is his hopefully yeah. Heisman, you <laughs> yeah. know, Heisman, mm-hmm. Heisman rush year mm-hmm. and, you know, get his drafts up stock up, but he understands, you know, sitting behind, you might sit one year and then start. Mm-hmm. Especially because he's, maybe closer maybe not in body type um and i might be completely wrong but just their skill set and maybe just from what i've seen from justin martin in high school being able to be athletic and, and move with the, with his feet i don't know i think i ball. think he might i think he he i don't know he might honestly be he might a, be his own different person yeah all, i think he's yeah. gonna be i i think he's a completely different quarterback than, than dorian um but yeah so quarterback's hard but there's no reason why mm-hmm. we can't get some top you know, top receivers, top O linemen, mm-hmm. top D linemen from these other places. Like, what kid in the South wouldn't want to come to California, you know, and be able to have the NIL market and, you know, play in the Rose Bowl for home games? And I just feel like we have so much to sell. I think that sometimes it's like too much and we don't know how to package that. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. make them understand. Like, I mean, I've been a part of like recruiting trips and like sometimes it, I don't know, I just seem like too much or like. Where it was like overload, like, all right, like I get it. Like it's. Oh, I, yeah. so, or, or like people kids to understand like mm-hmm. um, the greatness of, and like what UCLA really means. But it's like, I get people all the time. Like whenever they see me with anything like UCLA on, mm-hmm. they'll ask like, Oh, did you go there? It doesn't matter if I'm in Canada, America, or wherever. Mm-hmm. It's like a an honor thing of like people are like, like they know what it is. Yeah, and it's like people are like, like not like shocked, but like that's so cool. Like they admire it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow, like you went to UCLA, right? And I think I don't think kids understand that as much, especially with this whole social media recruiting and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think they understand the weight of what those four letters mean, like in the world yeah um 
so one thing when you were talking that came to mind was we talked about your, the recruiting and all that stuff in a, in a previous episode that we've had for you and, and the, how that process worked. But one thing I didn't ask, so I'll kind of ask it here, is how did, when, when you're going, when you're being recruited, and again, I'll use Lokeni as an example, just because he's someone else from the IE and maybe someone you maybe went on different trips with or something, I don't know. Um, did you guys ever sit there and like text each other and say like, Hey, you have a UCLA offer. I have a UCLA offer. How strongly are you considering UCLA or like other schools? Like how much of that is like where you guys are talking into each other? Because the reason why that comes to mind is because I wonder how much of that kind of factors in or do athletes, maybe it's yourself or someone, you know, say, no, I kind of want to go to this program and be my own man. Like not be like, not be this, it'd be hard to be a star on your own in football, like it would be for mm. basketball, for example. But like, let's say you had a Bryce Young or someone who's like, no, I want to go to UCLA and I want to be like the one who helps. People definitely do that. that. People definitely do that. Or do they, it might be a pipeline from where they're from mm -hmm. to go to a certain school and they choose, you know, UCLA or, you know, I feel like we had guys in my class, like so such one, but like people that like mm -hmm. were supposed to go to Texas schools, you know, came to UCLA, but talking about, well, Kenny, he told me that we're going to UCLA before I even had the UCLA offer. <laughs> he did he have his already? He had he he got okay. the offer and told yeah. me we're going to UCLA. He was talking to Coach Obrick and he was like, Yeah, we're going to UCLA. I'm like, bro, I don't even have the offer yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> he was like, Bro, we he's like, he already had it all planned out. He's like, bro, we're gonna go UCLA. Like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be like EK, you're gonna be like A B. So and you guys <laughs> It was already yeah, like let's continue like this LBU thing, like, let's do it. And the funny thing is, is he's a year below me. So you guys, that's what I was thinking. I was I almost started when I started saying, I'm like, I think they might even be like different years. So we used to go, yeah. yeah so so like go, you know, we we I mean, all the SoCal kids went to either SC or UCLA games every mm -hmm. weekend on recruiting, like you know, just to go just to go to the games and be there. I saw like, I saw the, the like the three Inglewood, Clint Stevens. Uh, Tamarian Harden, I think I'm saying the first name right, and Justin Martin. I saw all three of those Inglewood guys that all committed and signed to UCLA in this last class. I saw them at every home game. They were there like every weekend. They were yeah, there for, at for SoCal everything. kids. Like on the weekends, you go to UCLA or USC. Game. Like that's mm -hmm. just the, that's what you that's just what you. Sometimes do. you like, go both in the same day. Yeah, yeah. If you can, you you go to both. Mm -hmm. But um, like until yeah, until your uh senior year, like you go to every game. And then, I mean, your senior, you start having official visits. And mm -hmm. um, if UCLA is one of your schools, you might still go to more games and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, we used to go – We, me and Lokini even used to uh, go to training camp in San Bernardino just to talk to the coaches at times. Which so, was super convenient for you guys, sorry, I would imagine. And at, at those games, it's the who's who of SoCal. Mm -hmm. Like every top, every top guy in SoCal, we all know each other. We all go to games. And that's how it's been. I remember going – the year before Adoria and them end up going to SC. And like mm -hmm. all those top guys were, were going to all the games too, UCLA and USC. Mm. Um, so yeah, but with Lil Kenny, like I told you, he, you know, and the thing is like me and him were like, we'd go to these seven on seven camps or circuits and stuff like that. And we'd be telling other guys like, Hey, like, yo, you know, like, it's just, it's just like a thing. Like <laughs> you oh, guys like, were, like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like we're, you're always like recruiting your mm -hmm. friends and then like, you know, that's why, like, we had friends that ended up going to all these other schools, but at times, mm -hmm. you know, we're always joking about, like, messaging guys, they'll come here, come there, and then um, I, w I came first, and then Lokeni was around, like, I, I hosted Lokeni on his official visit, and... Okay, and like was that. Lenny, was Lenny after, was he the year Lenky, after? Lenky came, Lenky, no, Lenky came the same time. Um, okay. Yeah, so... Um, That's right, they were the same year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all came, and then um even from then it's from even jane daniels come in because i knew him like mm -hmm. trying to get it's like when when guys from a certain place see mm -hmm. other recruits and other guys like you tell them like you try to get them and the coaches expect you to do that too yeah right 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 once you so, commit you're part of the recruiting team at that point i was trying to try get and... i was trying to get justin baby man flow if everybody knows who it is yes went to my high school there was a lot of times yeah. i was talking to him until i knew that he had his, his heart set on either Clemson or Oregon. I was like, Oh, I have mm -hmm. no chance. I told the coaches like, like I've tried, it's he, a <laughs> we talk, we've talked about it, but he has his like mindset, but um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Order, well, good on majority, you for making an effort because majority, I know he was a highly touched. players are always trying to get, yeah, mm-hmm. trying to get like the little bros or the, you know, the try to make a pipeline for these, for these mm-hmm. other, you know, schools and stuff like that to get to where we are. Yeah, no, that's, it's, that's super interesting. And uh, so real quick, I, I'm just kind of curious about the recruiting and obviously uh, all this kind of goes back to NIL. Right. Um, but just still a little bit aside from the NIL stuff for a minute is, were you and Lokeni, were you guys on the same uh, seven on seven team? We played together for one and then we were we were on different ones, but every but you guys saw each other like every weekend. Top or team, yeah, like we literally would play mm-hmm. against each other and be hanging out the whole time. And when you hear that whether like Lokeni or somebody else on the seven on seven teams, whether they're on your team or not, like, oh, so and so got a USC offer. Like, are you like every weekend having to kind of go over and have a talk with them? Like, hey, like don't forget about UCLA. Yeah, every, like, they're saying like, and being being from like SoCal, especially our time mm-hmm. in the seven on seven circuit, like the who's who of everybody was out there. And we had, I mean, you know, from this, the area of SoCal mm-hmm. quarterbacks, my year had guys go all across the country, you know? So yeah, everybody like knows each other. So like when, when somebody mm-hmm. sees that they got an offer from wherever, you know, there's that effort there's made be that joking around like oh like this and that you know you other, say it as a joke but but, but i'm saying like travis johnson was <laughs> as soon when he seen i got my my organ offer when mm-hmm. travis johnson at the time was committed to oregon mm-hmm. like he at a seven on seven he kept telling me hey bro like are you gonna you're gonna flip to oregon like it's like stuff like that like all the time so it's like guys you know have their you know heart set on where they want to go and everything but definitely you have people tugging throughout the process so, yeah, so just to take it back, you know, to the NIL thing where we started a lot of this discussion, um, I think it's worth noting, again, we we mentioned or I mentioned Dorian Thompson Robinson a little bit earlier in the episode. Um, I just think it's worth noting that he actually took advantage of, you know, the based on the the NIL opportunities he has had and, and the benefits of that, um, he actually treated some of his guys. It was mainly supposed to be offensive guys, but you had a few defensive guys kind of um, find their way into it. Um, anyway, so he hosted a lot of them, and, and it was kind of a cool little event he he kind of put on just for the guys. It looked like they went to a gym somewhere and were playing basketball together. It was like more than seven on seven. It looked like it was like 12 on 12. But um, they, it seemed like they had a good time. That uh, I guess Dorian ordered catering and had like a, like a nice spread for them, and they were able to eat grub and, you know, kind of bond and everything that comes – uh, together as you're getting ready for that next season you you have that little bit of time between spring and summer so uh kudos to dorian for definitely doing that taking care of the guys um i remember during the season he had um an nil opportunity where he was able to take out some of the linemen i think they had like barbecue ribs or something and uh you know they had, all the big guys had smiles on their faces and all the photos because of that so um, a lot of good stuff from the quarterbacks we mentioned the things chase griffin is doing uh, with a lot of the money going back um, into charities and different things. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff. I, I think I also saw a tweet about uh, Stephen Blaylock, who's another senior defensive back. I think he just kind of launched um, a merch line or something along those lines as well. So so good on uh, Blaylock for that, and best of luck with, with that. Um, but, yeah, uh, another reason why NIL, um, you know, <laughs> was kind of buzzing in the college football world, other than the things that Saban said, uh, is, is kind of the roster that's being put together over there on the other side of town with USC. Uh, you hear about Caleb Williams coming to town, uh, following Lincoln Riley over. He was um, Riley's starting quarterback for some of last year and comes over to USC with him. I think kind of gives all the guys, I think, Beats headphones, like right off the jump. I think he had an, has an NIL deal with Beats. Um, and then you have, um, Jordan Addison, the receiver from Pitt transfers into USC. Supposedly Texas was also an option for him, but I think everyone knew it was kind of widely known he was going to USC. Um, yeah. And, and Addison won the Blitnikoff this past year. I actually have a vote in the Blitnikoff, um, award process there. And, and I voted for Addison as well, um, just based on the production he had at Pitt. So definitely um, a nice piece for that offense uh, for USC. So when, when you see a lot of that kind of movement coming in, as kind of expected with 
um, a highly touted coach being hired over there. Um, how do you think that will kind of spice up the one, just the Pac-12, but more specifically that USC-UCLA rivalry, um, especially uh, based, uh, based on this performance that the Bruins put on them in that last year's game? I mean, Coach Riley pretty much had open free agency. He used that transfer portal as, yeah, free agency to get top prospects, the top players, similar to what NFL teams, you know, mm-hmm. do. And that roster is going to be completely different. The team is going to be completely different from um, what we've seen last year. Mm-hmm. It's going to definitely be a tougher game, a tougher rivalry. Yeah. And I think it does put more pressure on Chip and UCLA if, as far as, okay, if this is the opportunity and these are the things that USC is using to get these kids, like what can we do to counter that and to, you know, um, up ourselves? Because, I mean, for a lot of, for a lot of like these, these kids are like, what can you do for me? Like, what's the, what's the most you can do for me? Especially mm-hmm. you never know um, what career or time you're going to have if you do get to the NFL and, you know, when ball ends. So guys are definitely taking advantage of these NILs as much as possible now, which makes sense because yeah, you never know. And like, for me personally, if I was able to do NIL and I was able to, you know, being a starting linebacker for three years on a team like UCLA being in LA, you know, maybe I would have gotten six figures at the least, Mm -hmm. Um, at the least, (laughs) at at the, at the least. I mean, you you know, there's these kids that are straight out of high school, you know, that early, yeah, mm-hmm. a kid from Long Beach got offered eight million to play quarterback at Tennessee. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, there's opportunities like that on the table for these kids where if you take full advantage of your time in college, you might not even need to play in the NFL. You might yeah. be able to save your body and take that money that you mm-hmm. make, you know, with the invest NIL it right in yeah. college, invest it, flip it, you know, and that could mm-hmm. be your, you know, career. You could be able to launch you and do it that way, save your body, mm-hmm. you know, save, save those, you know, precious, that yeah. precious time mm-hmm. and do other things. So I think guys are really, you know, going into this as like as a free agent, like what what's the best deal I can get um, as far as NIL and football and playing and living and all those other things. So I think the moves that USC is making is definitely putting pressure um, on the Bruins as far as how can we compete with what they're like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. How are they doing it? And how, like, how can we beat that? And to to be fair, though. To be fair, I think now that those are all good points and especially like for next year. But I think this year, too, you just kind of have to look at it in a way of like, let alone the talent that they got coming in. I mean, that's one thing, but it's kind of like they really didn't have a recruiting class. And some of the guys like I think Lincoln Riley got hired like a week before signing day, I think. So it was really just kind of either. I mean, he had to either still kind of like or be cool with that recruiting class that was kind of left over from Clay Helton. Did those guys even want to stay at you, stay committed to USC? Um, So he kind of had to go into that free market, free agency market approach right through the transfer portal. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to compare in a way like it's I think it's something that UCLA fans just need to put take into consideration when they try to compare how the roster is being built, right? Yes, but I mean, at the same time, he got the kids there. He got them there. So it doesn't matter what he had. And those kids could have gone anywhere. Addison, Williams could have gone anywhere. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't like this was the leftovers, you know, that he he -hmm. got leftovers and uh, like pity. Like, no, he changed that roster. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they kind of cleaned house. People left. But I mean, they got Mm -hmm. a lot of kids to flip to go to USC. And then he got a... A lot of Oklahoma alone, yeah. A lot of Oklahoma alone transfers, and then mm-hmm. and yeah, they've gotten top SEC kids, like you said. They just mm-hmm. got the receiver, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's going to be a completely different team. Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think that's just the thing, and I think that's the, again, that's why I just feel like there's a chance that UCLA fans aren't gonna like they're just not gonna be happy at all with the whole situation, just because you have Chip Kelly come in. And it was a little bit of a rebuild, right? Like, is it safe to say you guys had a little bit of a rebuild just because the people that left, the people who stayed, hundred percent rebuild, hundred yeah, percent rebuild, right? I just, I just, yeah, you know. it was a change of. I remember the first year. I remember writing guys' name on the board of who, who, uh, who left, mm-hmm. 
got taken like had you know transferred medically retired or Mm -hmm. kicked off the team whatever and it was upwards of 50 it was over 50 it was a lot yeah oh yeah 50 or 60 guys Mm -hmm. in one year of who's not here no more yeah and we we were low on scholarship numbers and we um that was in a situation of of, this is all we have (laughs) you know we 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 weren't able to tap into a Mm -hmm. And the no. transfer portal really wasn't what it is. Yeah, now. it wasn't booming wasn't really, to what it was. Right. And mm-hmm. like I like I said earlier, it's hard to grad transfer into UCLA. Yeah. I don't I don't think that people know that. And mm-hmm. think about it, other schools, it's shade, not shade. I don't know, but mm-hmm. other schools, GPAs are not important. Mm-hmm. Other schools sees good degrees, right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta imagine guys that are just you know passing to to play, right. That's cool to graduate over there. You might have a two point, mm-hmm. you know, all you got to have is over 2.0, you know, at these other, <laughs> other places. There's, fo- there's football schools. And then there's like, I mean, it, UCLA is an academic school. It's not a football school. On, it is a yeah, football on, school. As a but, complete. No, right. but uh, yeah, UCLA is an athletic school, but as, as a yes. complete brand, there's mm-hmm. only a few that can compete. Oh, of course. And, and it's us. Stanford, mm-hmm. maybe SC, you know, like your mm-hmm. Northwestern, maybe. Yeah. Um, Vanderbilt. Eh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's like, you know, schools that are top and top mm-hmm. all around. Where you, yeah. It's just the academics and the athletics. The athletics is there. It's just top notch on both. So it's kind of hard to just, yeah, we're yeah. just going to get like the athletics and just run with it. Right. You yeah, have that. So there's that academic standard. Having a, comp- having a, comp- like, I imagine it's really hard to transfer into Stanford as well because having such a competitive um, education, you know, Mm -hmm. and like that, you can't just get in, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not a, I want to just competitive academically, right. Having it competitive academically to get into grad school, you got to think you're competing for a, a grad spot at UCLA Mm -hmm. competing with top students around the world at the number one applied to um school in the world public school yeah mm-hmm. so it's like we can't yeah guys that it's almost are, a disadvantage when like if you're if that, when you, that's if you're UCLA, looking at it from yeah yeah if people if people really want to know the disadvantage mm-hmm. that ucla has when it comes to transfers that's mm-hmm. usually the number one thing is usually grades because we're a public institution we can't just let anybody in as right sc might be able to do or these other mm-hmm. schools where it's probably you know a lot easier to you know the admissions and stuff like that so and i think that is you said it yourself sorry to interrupt you but you said it earlier the first question that's going to get asked is how are your grades not how fast is your 40 time now not how many balls have you caught without dropping it's like what what is your gpa like that's the first question and you only are going to get that question from like academic schools right and that's why you look like Look at Stanford, right? And I think David Shaw, I think, is one of the highest paid coaches. And when people hear that, like in the nation, I think. And I think when people hear that, they're like, they're not even that good right now. Like, they're not. And I think that's the thing is there maybe is that little bit of that dip where Toby Gerhardt's not there anymore. Andrew Luck's not there anymore. And it's, you know, if, if you don't feed the beast and have that steady flow, you miss a year or two. And now they're in this decline, right? And Stanford's not the Stanford they were, where they were like a top 25 team year mm-hmm. in and year out. Like they were, what, maybe five, seven years ago? Yeah. So I, I think that that's one of the things I learned covering UCLA. And Chip talks about that all the time, right? It's like, well, this is an act, you know, he knows. I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing that fans should know, that Chip Kelly knows. And people say Chip Kelly doesn't recruit. He doesn't like to recruit. No, he. When, I mean, he's yeah. He when when I tell you he's looking for character, high character guys, and he says because, that because yeah. because you have to understand you're you're gonna need a high character guy to be able to mm-hmm. be eligible mm-hmm. to play at UCLA because they need to be able to be good academically. Yes, and, and no, you can get it done on and off the field. Yes, and for the same thing for the for the grad program, they are looking for people to complete the actual you know complete and graduate and get their masters they don't mm-hmm. just let people in to just be there for the season and, and dip out they're looking for people to you know valid candidates that are actually going to complete the program so like i said it's it's tough that that is what people don't understand about ucla recruiting mm-hmm. that's that's one of the things that's tough we can't get we can't just get anybody we want 
No, like I'm, other schools. I'm glad you mentioned that because um, Shea Pitch just got into the master's program for law, I believe. And I was actually thinking about that. And I think I read like the email because I think he posted it that he mm-hmm. got like the acceptance email. Shout out my son, Shea Pitts. And I'm like, one, like he barely got accepted now. So like, I don't know, maybe you would know. Like what happens if he didn't get accepted? Like does he, he might have had to be leave? done with his eligibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's kind of a late. I mean, I've seen that. That has happened. Has um, it? Player, I'm pretty sure it's happened where players were not able to get into um, the master's program mm-hmm. and have had to either transfer or figure it out. Um, like for me, I, because of my injury to my, to my knee, I was, Mm -hmm. I had, you know, I had my fifth year. Um, I, they talked to me about, and I don't know, people, people, like it wasn't a big thing, but I was trying to get a sixth year. Um, but I wasn't able to get that, but the talks were of me going into the master's program, Mm -hmm. but me personally, I didn't want to, because Mm -hmm. I knew if I do grad school, I'm going to be a GA. Cause I want to go the route of coaching. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to do that now. And guys like Adarius Pickett who came back for their fifth year, what he did, he double mm-hmm. majored. Mm. So he majored in something and then, and then did another undergraduate major. Me, I added a minor. I, mm-hmm. I minored in film and television and kind of went that route. So there's kind of ways to kind of like move around it for, from if you're already at UCLA, right. Which is totally different than grad transferring into UCLA. Because I, I wondered about that, like with Ottawa, right? Like it was kind of like so close to spring when it happened. I'm like, wait, whoa. Like I wasn't ex- really expecting him to leave, but I remember we talked to him and, and like near the end of the season and, and it was like, hey, do you think you're going to come back? And he said, yeah, he would like to come back. So when he did, and th- I mean, this was months ago, obviously, but now that when was he also leaves, prior to the um, coaching change and mm-hmm. in his position at DC right. change. So it may be right. style of play. He might not have fit. So it, yeah, it could be anything. It'd be the same reason why there's a bunch of reasons why someone would want to come to UCLA or, or whatever. There's always yeah. reasons too. Yeah. yeah. It's not like it's, it's hard for people to ever assume someone's situation. And sometimes we're not ever going to know unless they say it. like, exactly like you just said there, like, Oh, you were applying, you were, you know, you were trying to get a sixth year. I had no idea you were trying to get a sixth year, you know and what I, I mean? And I couldn't mention that in anything. And I didn't, only people that really knew that were people close to me and chip mm-hmm. and yeah. compliance. And I'm saying like, there's, that's another thing where it's like, there's a lot of things that have behind the scenes that people have no idea about. And we and, talked about that too. We talked about the media, like us guys, we talked about it before. Like, I think couldn't Josh, like maybe apply for another year. Like we, I remember having this conversation of like, maybe Josh could come back for a six year. Like I kind of remember having that conversation, but we never looked into it. Cause at least for me, yeah, I was like, I mm-hmm. think it was, it was towards the end of the year. I went, we, mm, go ahead. I went, I had a conversation with compliance. Then I talked to chip about it. Mm-hmm. So like going into my last game, I didn't think it was my last game at UCLA. Oh, okay. I thought I was coming back and then come to find out. So my freshman year, I played half of a game. I played about, yeah, (laughs) like I played like 40 snaps in a game that was in like week seven of the season versus Colorado. Mm -hmm. And then I I pulled my hamstring just because I'm a, I was 17, not warmed up, not anything, just throwing kind of injuries got thrown in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And then literally like the next week, a bunch of guys, like guys get healthy. So I didn't have to, whatever. And I was hurt myself. So I didn't play no more for the rest of the season coach more. And then I could have played at the end maybe. And in the bowl game, but coach mm-hmm. Mora told me like, uh, maybe we'll be able to get your year back, whatever. It's so like, we don't want to risk putting you mm-hmm. back in the game. Cause you were cutting it close or you may, I guess maybe you were at the, at the time. The, yeah. At the time there was no three freshman game rule. Right. 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 So Yes. Then fast forward to the end of the 2019 season, I go to compliance like, hey, yo, like if this rule is whatever, I might be able to get an extra year mm-hmm. and get get this six year and like medical my knee year and then redshirt my freshman mm-hmm. year. Um, just because like I felt like with my knee, I was progressing and I was yeah. getting, you know, just getting better and better. Like I know if I had another year, I would have boosted my draft stock back to what it was before I got mm-hmm. hurt. And, you know, maybe I'm in the NFL right now or whatever, yeah. but, but that was the plan. And compliance is like, 
you had to, it had to have happened when the rule was already implemented, yeah. which was like, dang, yeah, it sucks. But like, I don't know, Fern, Fern was able to get <laughs> Fern made the most of all his stuff. Yeah. Fern, but Fern was able to mm-hmm. use it and, and get, yeah, uh, uh his six year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like situations like that would suck. Like, I would have loved coming back. And then with COVID, I, but I had a seventh year. Uh-huh. I don't know what I, I don't know what I would have done. I think with it, we kind of had the conversation with Fern too. Like, we're like, wait, we think Fern could probably come back again if he wanted to. But we're, I think it was at the point where it's like, Fern's yeah, going to be like at a certain point. Yeah. You can't be in college forever. So, right. um, but, it, but it's interesting though, like just the way you laid it out. Right. So you have the red shirt rule change right at, during your career. Um, that makes things work. Oh, now like it works for everything after that, but not before that. And then now you have the NIL stuff, but you wish you had NIL back then. And there's just so many different things that I, you were I like went right in the middle of everything. Early. Yeah. Like I, I literally, came at the wrong time like mm-hmm. they they're living the dream right now yeah. everything and then the co- yeah the covid this year is the, too. this is the yeah. best time mm-hmm. to be a college athlete i think one all these new things but two it's wild wild west as far as i think so many things are new that the ncaa doesn't really have control yeah, they, of them they don't yeah so it's kind of like hey you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want right now you know because there's not that much law and to abide by and there's a you I think I think it's like everyone you have a free transfer one year like you have a one year free transfer wherever because you want because there are or, there are situations where guys need to transfer yes okay like yeah again if your master's program if they don't have a master's program at UCLA for whatever you're majoring in I think Jalen Phillips one of the things he said was he went to Miami because they had a music program whether or not I, there's more I, to that yeah but yeah but I mean. Besides that, like close to, you know, guys mm-hmm. try closer to go to, to, yeah, you guys closer to home, family members, mm-hmm. like different situations where people need to be whatever. Yeah. Um, coaching changes, mm-hmm. like they're really not going to, you know, you don't fit the system. Yeah. Certain things guys needed to go. So I'm glad, you know, I'm saying like all these new rules and stuff implicated. I just hope that in a way, some of this stuff gets kind of figured out with nil and stuff Mm -hmm. just i want to protect kids from endangering themselves especially like things like taxes yeah you know you know more like financial literacy Mm -hmm. the things they should be teaching in school but they don't teach in school (laughs) yeah things of that nature i mean at ucla i think we had to take you take a few courses Mm -hmm. throughout your time ucla of mm -hmm. you know budgeting and certain financial literacy courses but mm-hmm. it's definitely not enough and you're not learning how right. to do taxes and stuff like that and i think that's so. why they have that nil program that i mentioned that they just started over the, like a few months ago where i think it may will kind of cover some of that stuff right where it's like yeah maybe like we can sure get somebody in on that because yeah i was thinking yeah i wasn't sure if that's what it is or if that is going to be the program that like boosts deals with like athletes. facilitate through yeah i think it might be a little bit of both but maybe we can try and get someone on for that because they would have a better understanding than we would on that stuff. And again, it goes back to what you said. There's so much gray area and unknown about what is going on in college football. And again, much like, you know, you weren't able to benefit from a lot of the stuff, the kids who are in this mix right now of like, of, of the unknown and not knowing what, you know, you're coming out of COVID you're coming out of right now, the wild, wild west for NIL. There's think there's like there's like still a whole bunch of different there was like it was getting political during the season two of like some states were trying to regulate nil and it was like Man, that for me that's what, yeah take advantage, take advantage of, while and, you and can because live the dream it's getting I mean, a little messy like, shout mm-hmm. out to dorian you know mm-hmm. like events like that and taking care of your boys like that honestly that's what it's all about and i wish i mean we had you know Josh Rosen having little like barbecues at, you know, mm-hmm. the off campus apartments, but, and that was, you know, a lot to get things like that right. happening. So for Dorian to be able to throw events like that, like that's, mm-hmm. uh, those are like lifelong, you know, memory type type situations. Oh, of course. And again, like that goes back to like, like I mentioned before, like bonding and like for him, like these are the guys who need to protect me up front. Like I need to make these guys happy kind of, do, you know, not just do it because they're the ones blocking for you, but 
because those are his guys. Those are his buddies. Those are the ones he's spending every day with. Right. Like you want to treat those guys. But I think at the same time, too, there's also that understanding. And I think that's also being the conversation about how everyone could get a piece of the pie instead of just some people, because if if that's what comes down to then your quarterback, your running back and your star linebacker are probably you know, or maybe your star secondary guy are going to be the only ones benefiting from these deals, unless it's some sort of a good food deal or something for the linemen, right? Like, I don't know. There's not a whole lot, you know, there, you could be the number one pick in the NFL draft as a lineman or whatever, but how many opportunities are you still going to get compared to the starting quarterbacks? Right? Like, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's deals for everybody. There's deals for everybody for sure. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. for everybody. I think you just got to seek the right ones. So that's NIL. It's, it's, it's something that's not going away. Um, and we'll be talking about a lot more. Uh, is there anything else on NIL, just as we kind of wrap things up here that come to mind for you? I know we've had gotten some questions in the past regarding NIL and just kind of your overall thoughts on it. Um, you know, obviously we talked a little bit about maybe a, a, a fat sale deal, uh, being something you would be interested in is there any is there any other any other thoughts on nil for you that kind of stand to mind or come to mind or something that maybe we didn't talk about uh i think we pretty much i mean touched them mm-hmm. on as far as people's i think a lot of people had questions on how they saw nil affecting recruiting and ucla mm-hmm. i think we touched on it as far as like i said ucla is sitting on a gold mine if they play their cards right we there's no reason why you shouldn't have top recruiting classes for the next decade Mm -hmm. just because we can cater exactly to i feel like what college kids are looking for now is getting money and you know having the best experience and time oh for sure college you know and i think you gives all that and more and just real quick i think it's worth mentioning and it happened after kyle phillips was done with the season at ucla when i saw this and i think it's when it happened but it's kind of interesting i don't know if you ever saw it was never really made as a big deal it just i think i just saw it on tom brady's feed one time i think if you i think kyle phillips retweeted it but i think it was from one of tom brady's accounts whether it's personal or his brand account but kyle phillips was like modeling a tom brady shirt yeah he's he's he's, uh is that by by the brady brand is he okay? Okay, I never really like saw a big. But deal things like about that, it. he could have he could have already had it. And that's why like, I don't know. I don't know when he that's, had. That's, it, right. that's also a thing that's kind of like, like companies are kind of like grooming them mm-hmm. into. And that's partly yeah. Yeah, because because so. Kyle Phillips was in a. I think he was in the Sleep Number. Wow, brand or group or something. But I think I mean, he's like affiliated yeah. with them as well, and it's like all I'm your. Like, all the connections and stuff like that, mm-hmm. as far as even like Dorian signing with Brock Nation, like mm-hmm. kids are signing with pro agencies, guys. But there's know, not, a- but yeah, but it's, there's not supposed to be any sort of pro like tie to it. But I think it still does. But every opportunity that, that they would get in the NFL with that agency, right. you're going to get the same. Yeah. Like it's, same it's deals. not like Dorian's going to go somewhere else when he gets ready for yeah, the Yeah. And you're probably stuff, already, right? you're probably already signed with with your agent yeah. that you're going to be like even like even right. yeah my or they're in the now, same office my yeah my, my my agency now has college guys you know, right signed for, for nil and stuff yeah and they're probably going to be you know mm-hmm. cover them when they whatever right. so that's what i'm saying things that the NCAA has to i mean i don't know how you could clean that up i mean i think it is what it is i think <laughs> and i think i saw i mean unre- completely unrelated mm-hmm. to like football but mm-hmm. Um, the guard for Miami Wong, mm-hmm. I think I forgot his first name, Isaiah or Chris Wong or some Isaiah Wong. Sounds familiar though. Mm-hmm. I think he, it was like a, it was like a headline and it was like Wong and agent seek to leave Miami if they don't, if, if not something, something about like the NIL deal or like not more money coming in NIL deal. Or like they were pressing for more NIL out of Miami. Not yeah. Miami and, itself, and, but and it was and and it was just like crazy to me that it was like Wong's like Wong and his agent like for it to even mm-hmm. like say that for a college yeah. kid it's like right right it sounds look like a you know a deal with uh you know the NBA of a guy <laughs> like Rich Paul like Rich it sounded Paul like a free agent of, like it was supposed to be an NBA or NFL free agency move right yeah seeing that headlines like oh no this is a college kid just looking yeah for a 
pretty yeah pretty much a new like team debo Sam, like debo samuel yes like you would hear you would want to see you'd see that headline for that like something for the 49ers trying to make a deal but not for like a college program where it's like and it, that's the other thing too is like what do you mean by that like I, you, yeah, it's not money from the school so what how much money and where is this money supposed to come from like that's yeah. that's and the I, thing and, and that's the thing where like like i don't know if why guys left ucla or, or leaving other schools but like mm -hmm. i think kids are blaming schools for not providing nil opportunities but it's like you got to market yourself. Like that's the whole thing. They're not supposed to. Uh, yeah, exactly. The so schools it, don't really want, they don't want to be a part of it in exactly. a way. So I mean, that, not, that's not where it's... broadcast. They don't want it out there broadcasted. Mm -hmm. um, but that's why everything's in house because that was like a whole thing for us. Like in the media, we were trying to like, Hey, what are Dorian's deals? You know, we only know about Chase Griffin's because he, he was promoting them and putting them out there. Like, I don't know if Zach Charbonnet has deals just because if we ask the school UCLA, they're not going to tell us just because it's like part of confidentiality, student confidentiality and stuff like that, which is fine. I think because they go through a third party, it's not public, but other schools like DJs on the Dr. Pepper commercial, um, CJ Shroud, I think just came out with something. And uh, Justin Flo, we mentioned him earlier. He's doing like NFTs or something. I think he's, he, he's been on something and I'm, you know, they can easily be in anything Nike, right? Like, mm -hmm no problems there but yeah it's just it's kind of an interesting dynamic and then too even for like guys like Kayvon Thibodeau I don't remember a whole lot of like what NIL deals he was doing and I think a lot of it was just kind of like him finishing out the season but as soon as he was done like boom here's everything right it's like yeah, how much yeah, of that some, stuff was in the works before but like yeah some some guys are are not they're, they're set no matter what but yeah but some, I'm also some guys literally don't care some don't right like I think Quinn, guys, Quinn Lake had the tweet of don't worry. What was it? Don't worry, Don't worry about, about NIL. NIL. Worry, worried about NFL. Like yes. that. I get, yeah. There's a lot mm -hmm. of guys that, and I'm saying that maybe I would have, the way I was focused in on football, you know, mm -hmm. maybe I wouldn't have tried to venture out too much either. And it definitely is probably going to be a distraction for these kids. Or if it hasn't already, I was just about to ask you that I, before, if a, kid, if a yeah. kid is, if, if, if one of your starters is making, you know, a hundred a hundred k and one of your other starters is only making 10k mm -hmm. or one of your starters is making more than his position coach how is that dynamic <laughs> yeah. gonna get a change think about it right. if the quarterback is yeah. making put because dj i think yeah for his for that i know an easy making, million he made a few million off that deal i'm, I'm yeah I'm, I've oh, of heard course that so and bryce young is making over a million save and put that out there yeah during so, the season a lot of well those position coaches out there make a little bit more well, but I mean, they do make a little coach more, at ucla but... like yeah right. like how are you talking to a guy, you know, mm -hmm. how are you talking to a kid? Not even but, a guy, yeah. you know, because maybe NFL is like, you know, different. You have right. Older, older but men. can you bench your million dollar quarterback? And if you do, what at like, I mean, what? I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, how, yeah. How, how's what are the repercussions making, making more than you? Like, how does yeah. that affect, you know, your locker room and your meeting rooms? But, but also too, like, how does that affect that kid with everything else? Like, just in college like heck academics were overwhelming for me and i wasn't even an athlete so it's like being an athlete dealing with academics like and then you're going to try and throw all these money making opportunities on top of it it's kind of like just another added distraction a good distraction if your if your wallet's getting fatter but yeah uh, it's it's crazy to think about we'll learn a lot more as we go college football will learn a lot as it goes on with this nil stuff Josh, thank you for being open and honest with a lot of the NIL stuff um, and just kind of being able to pick your brain on some of this stuff. I know, again, some of the a lot of people who sent in questions and stuff had a lot of things to ask about NIL, wanted to know your take on it. So we got a lot of that kind of covered here. A lot of that covered here. Uh, Fat Sal, if you want to reach out to us, please feel free to do so. Um, we would love to continue to talk about all you guys have. And um, yeah, you, Josh, where can they find you on Twitter? Not just fat sales, but anyone who has comments about the podcast. You can find me at underscore woodsy underscore J and Instagram mm -hmm. woodsy underscore J. Yeah. And you can find me on all social platforms at JHW reporter. Again, thank you so much, Josh. Thank you for everyone who's listening. Um, if you just stumbled across this, you found the link or, or had it passed along to you from a friend or something like that. Make sure you follow, subscribe, like, um, share it 
with all your other family and friends. Um, go ahead and, and just type in Believe in UCLA Football on your favorite um, audio or podcast platform, and you'll be able to find us there. We have a couple episodes already downloaded, so feel free to go back and listen to those. Um, at this point in the season, we're not covering um, you know, the day-to-day stuff, so you can kind of catch up no problem and, and, and won't miss a beat. Um, we're kind of just waiting for summer to summer camp to get in fall camp to get started here. And, uh, you know, there'll be a lot more as the depth chart and things come along in the future. But until then, uh, thank you for, again, giving us a listen. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.